In a week where we are told that the Lord's Prayer is not allowed to be played before movies at your local cinema, we talk about a movie whose existence is arguably due to a shed load of prayer. We hunt them some warriors and invite them to come out and play. We meet Nicola in the hospital who gives us one of the funkiest tunes that we've played on this show for a while. And we talk about one of the films that we are frankly ashamed to say was filmed on the Isle of Wight. Welcome to They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. Good evening. You are listening to Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. My name is Tosin and over the next hour and a half I shall be your host as we look at Hollywood's pre-1980 output and wade through classic movies you know, those you've never heard of, and those you might argue are not classics at all. With me in the studio are Sean, Hiya. and Sharon, Hello. and in the hospital a very special welcome to our special guest this week, Nicola. Thank you Nicola for talking to us earlier, it was, it was a great chat and we will get on to your movie choice soon. So, but first of all, this week, we usually kick off with a bona fide classic, a film that we pick and we say, this is a classic, let's talk about it and let's relive how great it is. And this week, it was Sean's choice. Sean, could you please tell us what film it is that you've chosen as a bona fide classic this week? <laughs> I can indeed. It's not in my normal vein and I'm not normally um, in, into these type of movies, but this film uh, it sort of, I don't know, it must have hit me somewhere. And that film, I'm sure a load of people will know it, Robert Donat's last film. And that is the end of the sixth happiness. The end of the sixth happiness. Now, okay, now, Sean, I actually have to thank you very <laughs> much for actually choosing this film because a, I did not have a clue about this film's existence, and b, I did not and didn't have a clue about the person who the film's about, Gladys Aylward. So, and it's so, and I, so I watched this film yesterday, and I say I was, I was like, oh wow, I did not know that this. Well, one of the things that no, you know, one of my bug. What, what, Okay, just tell us okay. what the film's about, first of all, then I'll tell you what my bugbears is. <laughs> okay, it's about this um, um, lady. She wants to be a missionary in China, and she sort of comes up against all bureaucracy, and they won't let her go, and you can't have women sent to China and all that. But eventually, she uh, she manages to get there. She manages to get a position there. And she just really, really falls in love with the place, loves the people, based on a true story. Gladys Elwood. Gladys Elwood. Yep. And um, so she... In the end, you know, she sort of, all the Chinese people look at her with like, mm, you know, foreigner, what's going on here? But she just hits their heart, doesn't she? And they all, they all love her. And it's, it's just a really, really nice film. Um, there's a little bit of a love interest in there as well, which I'm not sure happened in real life. You'd probably, you're, you're more of the book person. I've read, so. I've read about the life of Gladys Howard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, have to, I have to admit that in the last in the last sort of twenty four hours, I've sort of like boned up quite a lot on, on like, oh, because good, good. because because the film starts off with this quote that says that this film is inspired by the true story of Garris Elwood, who and it essentially uh, it starts off saying this is a true story and says something about like who was who was um, motivated by the fact that ever, people everywhere should be loved or something like that. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? That this was a real person. Because this film was made in the nineteen, it was made in fifty eight, I believe. Yep. It was made in nineteen fifty eight, and but it's set in it sets like before the first world, or no, before second. the second, second world, world war. war. For the second, so she's this is her trying to get to China in like the nineteen late nineteen twenties, late nineteen twenties, twenties thirties, yeah, 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 thirty, uh, uh, yeah, late twenties, early thirties. So so it's not a particularly easy 
time no, to try and no, do it. It wouldn't have she been. She went overland as well. Yeah, yeah. It took the Trans Trans um, Trans Siberian Railway, yeah. Trans Siberian yeah. Express to, to actually get to China. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been really, really tough to travel about in those days. Yeah. But, um, you know, just to just to get a passport or anywhere, anywhere through, especially a, a woman travelling on her own. Because when she goes, I think there's a bit where she goes through Russia and all the, the yeah, soldiers get on, don't she? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the, the truth is that I remember, okay, watching the film, I did feel like, you know, her passage to Russia was a bit Disney-fied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's it highly brutal. It's yeah, highly, was... highly Disney-fied. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of because, okay, so the character, I mean, before we went on, we were talking about how Gladys Aylward, she was uh, sort of like a cockney. She's a little tiny lady, yeah, five foot tall, bl- very long, black, straight black hair. Yeah. Was in domestic service. And yeah. She wasn't very highly educated. And she just had this, first of all, she wanted to go to Africa to be a missionary because she'd grown up thinking, I have to be a missionary. And where do you go to be a missionary? Africa. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a vision. She was given this dream one night where she said, you know, go to Africa. And then she had a picture. She was given this picture and it was the map of Africa but it said China oh yeah and it was and she interpreted it's like God telling her you know you need to actually go to China yeah that you know okay I I want you to go to China and yeah. so from that point on she was committed to going to China and she did everything she could she everything tried to join could, all yeah. the missionary societies to get sponsored but okay. they wouldn't sponsor her because of her education and she yeah. was married and all these other things that would be a bar to go and be a missionary at that time and yeah so she did everything she could and she saved up to sort of her own passage out there. Yeah, one of the bits of the film is like where she goes into the she goes into the travel agents and she's like, "How much does it cost to get to China?" And they're like, "91 pounds." She's like, "Oh, all that money!" And it's one of those things where you have to sort of you you have to go, "Okay, it was a different time. Inflation's horrible." Yeah. yeah, And then when she goes, "What's the cheapest way I can get there?" And they go 41 pounds, and she's like, "Okay, I'll save and put something down every week. I keep coming back." And it's okay. So this is a woman who was she's a five foot nothing Cockney. Who yeah. yeah, who worked as maid, and the fact that they cast Ingrid Bergman to play yeah. her already Six tells you that Swede. Yeah, yeah. It, it tells you that already that there's going to be some Hollywood yeah. dust sprinkled <laughs> all over this. There's, there's going to be some Hollywood magic. Yeah. So so the Hollywood dust being uh, okay, taking that as a given, I know that okay, now, not everything is okay. You're going to have like a six foot something Swede playing a five foot nothing Cockney woman, and you know, and then the the crossing from how she gets from. Um, from London all the way to China is very very Disney-fied and it's also like almost sort of nice and twee and we put it in the film it's kind of like sweet the yeah. fact that uh, uh, the fact that she gets on in Russia and like Russia's having an issue with China and all these soldiers get on and like you know it's it seems yeah. like it's just sort of like also like oh bumbly and oh they're cute yeah. and all that kind of and stuff and she's got her money in her garter or something hasn't she and yeah and she's like trying to hitch her skirt up to get her money and they're all trying to look up her skirt and yeah yeah there's like there's almost like comedy element but it's, you think yeah, it's it almost been dangerous for her it's it's almost a bit carry on yeah and it's uh so all that all that stuff aside i mean one of the reasons why i would say it's like i was really really happy to find this film is because of its treatment of the different people that it goes through i mean the fact that it shows the Chinese people, and I feel, especially for films around that time, it shows them as people, if you get what I mean. Yeah. 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 They're not all caricatures, because yeah. often you find, though Robert Donat's role as like the Chinese emperor, I think yeah. that comes close to caricature, doesn't that does, it? That does, yeah. But a lot of the people who, who interact with her in the inn are... Actually Chinese, Chinese. people. 
and the the Chinese people who and the are children are all Chinese, aren't they? Well, yeah, well, they, but they were, were all from Liverpool, I think. Weren't they they, they, were, yeah. Yeah, the they fi- filmed them all from Liverpool because the, that was they filmed it in North Wales. They filmed the, the, the film was filmed entirely in North Wales. Yeah, <laughs> like the Carry On Up the Khyber that was all filmed in North Wales, wasn't it? <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I found that quite funny. Yeah. So so they they bust all the kids in from Liverpool. <laughs> so like, I suppose there was a large Chinese community there. There was. And yeah, like yeah. in it as well. Kato yeah, was Bert Kwok. Yeah, Kwok. Kwok. Yeah, he pops yeah. up in loads. Doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he pops up yeah. in so like many Tony things. Films. He was yeah. even in Star Wars, wasn't he? One of the Star Wars that dressed up as. Oh yeah, as he's boys. yeah, he's one oh, of the, yeah, he's the yeah, oh, the, in the in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that, he's, uh, the is, he's he's someone who he's not he's not afraid to appear as a racist caricature. No. <laughs> I think no. Bert Kwok, yeah. but he and, th- and so this film for him is actually quite different. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't. He isn't a comedy. He, he, he isn't well, it a probably comedy would have been one of his earlier. Yeah, role. it was his first first like you know yeah role in film, oh. and it's and so he he isn't a caricature or anything like that. He's actually kind of like quite serious. He's like leading this prison revolt. So it, but I I think it's because I, I haven't been to China uh, on missionary work, so to say, because I actually went out there and. It, and this was a film I was watching, thinking, "Oh my God!" Before we all went, we should have been shown this. Yeah. We should have we should have found about this story because I was kind of like a tourist missionary. I was there for two weeks. <laughs> this woman I dedicated. I did the same in Bulgaria. I did a mission to Bulgaria. And it was the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's like mission in inverted <laughs> yeah. commas. What was it? A holiday, really? Well, it. We did lots of we did lots of stuff, but yeah, it wasn't anything really nitty gritty. Yeah, because we it's. Let's put it this way. I think like when it comes to missions, I reckon that there's two types. There's yeah. a type that's mainly about the people who you're going to help, yeah. and then there's a type that it's mainly about the experience that you get that you changes get. you. Yeah. And I think the short term, two week ones are more about you coming back and going, "Oh my word, I've changed," yeah. <laughs> as opposed to what she did, which was like she essentially gave up whatever life she had beforehand to go over to China and become Chinese because she became a yeah. Chinese citizen. citizen yeah. They had a, the, like she, she became... She adopted some Chinese children. She adopted like, yeah, quite a few Chinese children. She gave her life to, to these people. When, when, she, when like, you know, the communist revolution happened and they kicked all the foreigners out of China, yeah. she tried to sneak back in, couldn't get back in and ended up in Taiwan, which is where she died. Yeah, she was there. She was stayed in the Far East, didn't she? The whole the rest of her life. Yeah, rest, rest of her life. And it's... And I just Even think, when she became a bit of a celebrity, she became like almost like one of these sort of missionary celebrities in the when the film came out yeah she didn't want she wasn't having any of it (laughs) but she did stay in the far east yeah but and i think and i think that's one of the things that is like for all the reasons because we were saying that gladys aylward herself didn't like the film because the film took quite a few liberties with her life (laughs) yeah it took quite a few liberties with her life like the colonel lynn who's a the character who's played by an austrian actor kurt jürgens yeah and they make in the in the film there's the whole idea that they they play around the fact that he's Half Chinese, yeah. half yeah. yeah, half Dutch. He's what he's, they called him, like Eurasian at the time, didn't they? Yeah. That's what they call people and, who had mixed parentage. Yeah, and he was kind of like, oh, I don't really know where I fit, but I'm going to stay in China because yeah, I can actually fight for something. But if I go to Europe, I'll be a second class citizen. Yeah. And I feel like that was more because the, that Colonel Lin character was a real life character, but he was fully Chinese yeah. in real yeah. life. Yeah. And Gladys Aylward had issues with that. Yeah. <laughs> so she she had she had issues with the fact that oh, you just took this guy and you just totally changed who yes. he is <laughs> yeah, and changed their friendship she had a relationship with him but it wasn't a romantic one no I've read. yeah yeah well the thing is but i have to say like the film i liked the film i mean I, I really really enjoyed the film i do feel like the love story bit 
is the weakest part yes, of the yes, film. Yeah. yeah, I think I think most people do. <laughs> yeah, do it's my mum's favourite film. One of my mum's absolute favourite oh, films. And I think it's because when she was growing up in the church in the fifties, this was you know it was like, oh, so it's a Christian film. Hey, and they, <laughs> so all of the, my mum's sort of churchy friends all Cri- love it. Absolutely love it. Christians do love it whenever there's like a mainstream yeah. film, <laughs> they and they're like, oh my god, yeah, it's a Christian go film. Team. Yeah. <laughs> it's like go team. <laughs> That's a Christian on film, why? That's a missionary on film. Because my mum's friends all went, my mum wanted to be a missionary in the 50s and she didn't go, but one of her best friends did. And my best, my mum's best friend spent 45 years in Zambia. Wow. And she only came back eight years ago. She kept going back. She kept, she retired. And then they said, oh, we need someone to fill in for you for another year. Could you come back? She went, yeah, I'll come back. And she'd still go back. She's 80 now. She'd still go back today. Yeah. If they said, we need you, she'd go back. Yeah, she's really. Yeah, that's good. That, yeah. What about, so what about mission? What about the, you said they were like, what about the film, the mission? Have you? Oh, no, no, no. no. I've heard of that. That's Robert Downey. Uh, no, the Robert De Niro one. Robert De Niro. Robert yeah, De Niro. That's a yeah. Have you of, seen it? Yes, I have yeah. seen it. Yeah. It's a good film. Actually, yeah. We should mention it's more, it yeah, more powerful. Sort of in a different way. Yeah, right, yeah. But, but it's good. It's, and it's what's curious fact as well about the inner the sixth happiness was that the inn was called the inner the seventh happiness. Eighth. The eighth happiness. Yeah, because eighth is a very auspicious uh, for yeah. for the Chinese. The number eight is a very auspicious number, and like you know, so they feel see there's lucky. Uh, I think they'll actually pay more money to get the number eight in their number plate on their car when they really? really get a new yeah. car. So why do they rename it the Inn of the Sixth Happiness when it, it's I, no, not the, the name the, of the Inn? Isn't that the bit, the inn bit the I just don't happiness. get? It probably yeah. didn't. It probably probably had more of a it, ring yeah. to it. Maybe. Yeah, what it is? Yeah, I, I don't I don't get why the, that's one of the changes. I'm like, okay, well, because for instance, the I can understand with Hollywood at that time. Okay, it's the fifties, all that kind of stuff. You have three main leads in this film, and two of the leads in real life were Chinese, like the characters that they're based on were Chinese, yes. and they have them played by um, European... White men. Yeah, yeah, European white men, which, is, well, 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 two white men and one woman. And um, I can understand that. I can understand that, okay, Hollywood going, oh, yeah, we can have Chinese people in the film. And I figure that even having that amount of Chinese people in the film was kind of a breakthrough at that time. Yeah. But they still couldn't make that step to having a Chinese person as a lead. Yeah, Chinese actual yeah. actor. And yes. have an actual Chinese actor as a lead. I Interacting that, equally might, with... Yeah, but with I don't a, suppose there might there wouldn't have been too many about, really, would there? Well, not, <laughs> of actual uh, stars, you know. Well, or, well not stars. Or, or not things to pull in the names, no. There would have been sort of Chinese... Yeah, if they'd been Chinese actors, names. but would people have... I mean, they, Maybe they, it wouldn't have gone, they used to put names to films, to didn't they? Because names could sell well, films. I, 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 mean, I like yeah. to say, I like to think that Ingrid Bergman was a big enough name to sell the whole film. Well, you'd have thought, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, well, maybe that's another thing that was she was a woman. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe uh, I mean, but in Fifty Five Days at Peking, didn't they? The Empress Dowager was um, played by um, yes, a British dame. Dame, yeah. I, I can't, you know, we, I think we did Fifty Five Days at we did Fifty Five Days at Peking. But that was about the boxer. That was a boxer yeah. uprising, yeah. But um, yeah, but the, the, this film. The, but there's still the tensions there about the sort of Westerners coming yeah. into China <laughs> and spreading that. Christian influence, which they was not happy with. Well, and also that's another thing I actually quite like about okay, because being a Christian myself, usually a lot of the times when you see something in Hollywood, uh, like Christianity is like you know treated as either evil or a joke, <laughs> something yeah. like that. And the, the 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 missionary that shows up and it's treated as kind of like you know, oh, this evil missionary is coming here trying to t- change all these people to their way, and all they care about is just getting people to come. So and. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. There are some people like that. Yeah. There, I've met a lot of people like that who all they care about is getting people over to their side. But I loved the treatment of in this film, and I think that this is where 
maybe Gladys Aylward couldn't, as much as she didn't like the inaccuracies, I feel like the film did quite a good service. Yeah. Once once sticking to those things of just showing the way they went about it, which was going in there and loving the people and and presenting something to people so that they could actually make the decision. And the amount of Chinese that's actually spoken in the film for a film made in 1953. And because I speak a little bit of Chinese, I was watching it going, oh my God, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually saying, they're actually speaking like the the proper language and all that. And the fact that they don't have any subtitles and anything, but after a while they do switch into the whole thing where yeah. once she learns Chinese, you, she, they all speak. They all speak English, English. <laughs> and you're, you're assuming that they're now speaking. They're Chinese. not speaking Chinese to yeah. each other, but like obviously the we filmmakers are like, English, yeah. yeah. Well, we hear it as English. They do the same thing in the Hunt for Red October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so where it's sort of trans. Yeah, you get this transition. Yeah, it's it's just that they just go okay, okay. Or well, they're speaking English, but it's kind of Chinese right now. Uh, <laughs> but I think yeah, it is a positive treatment of a missionary, which is unusual in certain modern films. You don't get that very often in modern well, films. That well, you've got uh, this positive treatment of a mission, basically. Well, uh, of, of a mission, and I think also just. I was so impressed with, for the time it was made, how racially aware the film was. Like how it, it treated the Chinese people not as weird or not as anything. Like if anything, it, it treated the, the Europeans as weird. Yeah. yeah. And oh, and some characters, I think I just have to say that. I, was, I know, Sean, I know this is your choice. No, that's but... okay. You carry on. No, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this because uh, this. No, it's great. Yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Great. For... I, I, it's nice that everybody can talk about it because it yeah. shows that it must We've have been. We've all seen it. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. seen it many times because I said yeah, it's I've one of my mum's favorite films. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the film is quite good. I love the servant Yang. Oh yeah, Yang. The Yang. Yeah. Oh, but... like the, when he's, he's telling the Bible story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Noah said to Moses yeah, or something. That, that... And he's like, oh, hang on. <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious. The bit where, where because because she she says, oh, he's because he's been hearing the older missionary who dies some uh, some point yeah. in the film. He's been hearing her speak about. Um, he's been hearing her sp- say the Bible story over and over and over again. And so he's like, yeah, I could tell the story, but she's like, but you don't believe it. He's like, I don't have to believe it to tell it. It's still a good story. It's a good story, yeah. <laughs> so, and so when he starts telling the story, and then he starts embellishing it and adding his own yeah, bits. Yeah, it's in great. That. And I actually thought it was, I thought it was quite a meta moment that you have a film that itself has embellished and added extra things to it, has a scene in it in which a character is doing exactly that. The same to, thing, yeah. To the, I, I just thought... I haven't I, thought of that, but that fits, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does I, thought it was, I thought it was quite meta, to be quite frank with you. And I, uh, some of Yang's lines, just I had to write them down, they cracked me up. Like when she first arrives in the, in the village in China, and he's like, Miss Jenny is a very nice lady. You stay here when she dies. <laughs> he just says it straight out. Like, she's going to die. You're going you're gonna to replace her. And, and the way he goes, and don't forget, you foreign devil here. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, was, uh, and, uh, and I love the, like, even the interplay between the older missionary and Yang, where she, where, um, where uh, she's like, uh, in case you think her job's easy, and she looks at Yang and she goes, he's still not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but and uh, although, as, as I said, I, I do think of the the love story. I think the love story, quite frankly, sucks. yeah, that's, that's slightly embarrassing. It, yeah. it is embarrassing, and yeah. I fe- I feel like it was tacked on. It felt like it was tacked onto the film. Yes, and I even watching it, I feel like if Ingrid Bergman and Kurt Jurgens are embarrassed to be doing it. Like they they look embarrassed. They yeah. look embarrassed they, they to do. be doing it. Yeah, There's yeah. a bit that, one there when they sort of had to sleep in this communal area in mm. this inn, isn't it? And you just think that's just embarrassing. Yeah, the bit, a bit I really liked was then because obviously she was the the 
foot inspector, wasn't she? she was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that when she goes and like the, the they're all real suspicious of her to start with, aren't they? And then yeah. there's just the one, the old one lady, that, yeah. That, that and she take let them take yeah. her bandages off. Yeah, because I, I, so I know it's a sidetrack slightly, but have you? I've seen pictures of what women's feet look like mm-hmm. in China when mm. they had their feet bound, and you see a picture of them, and their toes are like impressed into the soles of their feet where Ooh. they've just been bent, yeah. and broken. And they're just pointing the wrong way, and they're just completely embedded into the soles of their feet. And so these women just could not have been able to walk. And the fact that this old lady had permitted herself to have her bandage taken off, it's like, you won't be able to walk. Mm-hmm. And you think that's a tragedy, isn't it? That, that just breaks your heart when you think these ladies actually went through this. Why, why, why did they do in, that? Because it just looked beautiful, having small oh, feet. Was, just, was it, that it the was, beauty it idea? Was, that was pure, so it's just pure... Well, women do equally ridiculous things, things now, well, don't they? Yeah, they yeah do. because I was, I was speaking about this with my wife the other day, and I was actually saying that the weird thing is that it just seems that whatever area of the world you go to, there is some weird thing that they see as this is the height of beauty. Yeah. Mm. So in China, it was small feet. Where I, um, where I came from in, in Nigeria, light skin. So women would actually go and buy bleaching products to yeah, make the skin lighter. The skin. So it's it's um, and it's it's just kind of things. It's like some places it's I big think cheeks. Some, what's, where's the place where they have those rings Look, on the, the neck? Oh, that's just like huge. That's somewhere in East Africa. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, I want to say Kenya, but I'm not entirely yeah. sure. But I mean, they like, might be Ethiopia they, as well. So the necks are like you know, if you used to take yeah. those rings off, they'd probably just go. Mm-hmm. They would. Yeah, you must yeah. be stretching yeah. their necks continually. Some of and them. I know some of them Zambia. is the earlobes. Some of them is like yeah. the is the bottom the lip stretch. And in my friend, my mum's friend, it was in Zambia, and that was all about having really, really shiny skin. So everyone would put Vaseline on their skin endlessly just yeah. to make sure you had really, really shiny skin. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's it's just it's it's just something about us as human beings. We will find something yeah. to fixate on, and people usually will suffer for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose we tat- have loads of people have tattoos. Don't tattoos they? Some now, people yeah, have tattoos thing. all on their Piercings. head and everywhere. Yeah, piercings, tattoos. No, I don't at all. Um, so yeah, and uh, but I, th- I think that as really really good film I mean uh, Sean I'm going to give you final word to say what you really, really like about the film but just before I say that I say I feel like towards the ending of the film it kind of tapers up it goes downhill quite a bit and the ending of the film ends up being a bit like a cross between Sound of Music or the end of Sound of Music and Lord of the Rings and it, well, it's they're all applauding them as they go into the town yeah well I'm, yeah. I'm thinking the last half hour of the film because the film's about mm. two and a half hours long yes when and they're crossing the mountains yeah and things. when they're yeah. crossing the mountains with all the kids and all that and it this and it's yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I, no, yeah I, I agree um yeah the beginning and the end perhaps let it down slightly but the, but the story as a whole as a whole i think it's a it's a with the prison, movie. I think is the highlight, isn't it? It's the yes. prison yeah, riot, the prison, breaking up the, the prison, prison riot. riot. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I totally agree with it. But Sean, why did you pick this film? And what, what's why do you why do you like it? Um, I think I it was I, I think I was forced to go and see this film with um, uh, my mum and my sister, and it was like I just really, really did not want to go, and I ended up we went to the cinema. You got because I couldn't be looked after or anything. I was like, and then. I really enjoyed it. I have to say that I really, really enjoyed the film, and it sort of stuck with me over all these years. Because I, I must have been what I was, I was quite young. So, but yeah, it stuck with me all these years, and I've seen it. I've seen it on a few occasions, and I, 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 you know, it's one of those films I can watch again and again. So, yeah, I think, and I think most people do. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about it, apart from the, the general, the Chinese general. Yeah, the love story. Yeah, and maybe Robert. Robert Donut because it was his last film wasn't it yeah and yeah. I think his makeup doesn't isn't very convincing no his, his makeup is not convincing and oh. he's got those big long fingernails yeah although I'm quite impressed with his Chinese 
Yeah. Yeah, because there's bits where I'm looking and going, no, he's actually speaking Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's actually, he's actually, yeah. But, but I it, think this is a film a bloke could watch, even though, you know, I mean, I normally like blokey films, but yeah. this is one that a, a bloke could watch and quite enjoy. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, thank you very much. And as you've heard it a while, this is a, a there was a song that this film made popular, especially in America, where they had it, they didn't have this song as a nursery rhyme. So from the end of the sixth happiness, here is Nick Knack Paddywhack. Nicola, we will be talking about your choices in a second. Yes, Nick Knack Paddywhack, song by Nick just imagine. <laughs> just imagine a whole like a hundred Chinese children singing this while crossing, I guess whatever the Chinese or the North Welsh versions of the Alps yeah. are. This <laughs> yeah. is uh, actually. I just should say another. There's another film that's that's sort of similar, but it's where some convicts. Frank Sinatra film called The Devil at Four O'clock, which is like a missionary. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah. I might do that as an exception. But yeah, but there's is some prisoners and they actually, there's a big volcano that's that's going to take up. And um, they sort of, these prisoners take the kids. They're saying, oh, we can't take them, we can't take them. And they take them across the things. Have you seen that? No. No. The, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure it's called The Devil at Four O'Clock, but The Devil is a volcano. Oh, and, right. and there's a missionary that's right in the way of all the lava. So that's a nice film as well oh, cool add that, add that to the list yeah <laughs> now uh, every Friday before the show I actually go into the hospital and go to our pet word Alveston and where we find somebody who's win- <laughs> okay fine on three one two three Alveston oh Alveston enough of that alright cool our pet word Alveston uh, where we find someone who's willing to speak to us and tell us the first film at the cinema or the favorite film of all time. I spoke to Nicola earlier, who was kind enough to give us both of those things. So here's what Nicola had to say. Oh, no. There. As a child, we used to go to Saturday morning cinema and watch cartoons, but I can't remember as an adult. It might have been a horror film, actually, come to think of it. And I think I wasn't really old enough to go, but could get away with things in those days and I've got a feeling it's the one where the head spins round I'm trying to think of the, the name yes the exorcist I think and it was a very frightening experience and gave me nightmares and I never went to another film until I was old enough to go to it <laughs> so how old were you when you got into the exorcist uh, I think I was only 14 so yeah and it's uh, just sort of left a scar Yes. <laughs> so when you think about The Exorcist, what do you really remember about the film? Not a lot, actually. I think I tried to blank it because it scared me so much. But just this, the head going round and round is the main thing that I remember. So. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever, I would say. Yeah, that was quite a big thing at the time in the, in the 70s and thoroughly enjoyed it and seen it many times since. Have you yeah. ever gone out on town and played some of the moves yourself? Or? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the evening, a disco that we used to have all those years ago in the 70s and <laughs> early 80s. So nobody ever tried the white John Travolta suit? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Tight, tight trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and also Grease was another favourite one, yeah. 
right, cool. So from those, from okay, we have Exorcist, we have Such Day and Fever, we have Grease. Would you like us to play you a song from one of those? Yes, please. Or which one? Which one would you like? Um, Fiji's from Saturday Night Fever would be good. Okay, so which one? Staying Alive. Staying Alive would be lovely, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he, Sorry. He, Tozin was dancing to the whole of that track. Can you imagine that whole three and a half minutes, whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Thank you, Nicola. That is like a funky, funky song. Probably the funkiest song we've played on this show in relation to movies. So uh, that was like a treasure trove. Okay, when she was in Nicola's interview, when she was talking about how it's easier to get into movies at that time, it like was. being underage, yeah. I could just see the both of you just sort of nodding like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, I remember yeah. those. I can remember. And, and it was always horror films because I remember we um we wanted to there i had two friends at school and we wanted to go went to the bus and we wanted to see this it was a, supposed to be a bit of a raunchy film and oh and, yeah and but we didn't get in there they said how old are you oh i'm 18 how old are you i'm 18 and like my other mate tony was a little tiny guy and she said well you're not 18 <laughs> and uh, and so we went and saw frankenstein and the monster from hell in the end we managed to get into that one so yeah, good old Hammer film. So yeah, it was it was was they didn't really. I don't remember. I, mean, ever I used being to get into checked. I used to get into nightclubs at like seventeen, you know. See, I looked. I, mean, I yeah. was asked how old I was right up until I was about thirty. Oh. <laughs> so I never looked my age when no. I was in my teens. See, but oh. I never got you know asked what my age was to get into films. I always got in. Mm. Oh, that sounds like a humble brag. You see, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was asked how old I was until I was thirty. Yeah, but um, never mind. It was, such a, it was such a burden. <laughs> I, used, I, I used to love cinema in those days because they had like little metal thing, and they used to press a button, and the ticket would come shoot out of this little metal thing. Yeah, and then the lady would tear it in half when yeah. you got up the top of the stairs and stick That's it on right. a needle. Or and something. they'd have a torch and show you where yeah. you where you got to go. A little red torch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, this Nicola. These are your people in here. Yeah, we're just, we're relate. I, I, like, I feel like you just get Nicola in here and then just leave. And yeah. leave I mean, that's a good choice of films as well and a very choice of films. Good mixture, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking, going back, you know, we had a request from one of my, our friends, Dave, from the cinema quiz, Dave Hiscock. Mm-hmm. His mum used to work as the ticket lady in the cinema at Newport. Wow. And so she knew me as a child, so she would let me in. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been why she it was, it was very much, Dave's mum. Yeah. It was very much who you know and yeah. in those, those yeah. days it was very much if you knew someone. I mean, I mean, my uncle was the projectionist at the ABC, so, which is probably why I got in the movies, because he just used to, I remember at the back, and I, I'd sort of ring the bell, and he'd just look over, and he'd, he'd drop me down the keys. He said, oh, yeah, <laughs> to come in, and I used to go in the back, and, and, you know, I mean, I used to pick up all the little, because, of course, it was all 35 or 70 millimetre, and it was all, you know, they had to cut it and splice it and put yeah, it all yeah, together. Yeah. I used to pick up all the things, and he'd... He was. It was great. It was there. I used to sit there yeah, for a while, and then he'd, he'd take me down through the back, and like I'd sit at the back and watch uh, watch oh, these movies. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you, well, you're, you're telling a story, right? That links to one of the films we're going to be talking about, or kind of links to one of the films we're going to be talking about later, because that sounds like the kid in Cinema Paradiso. You ever seen yep, that? Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. Yeah. He would just be in the productionist bit all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like that, like getting yeah. in there, and getting it to was, play with all the stuff. It was. It was I had a cousin who was a productionist as well, yeah. so I got some memory, movie memorabilia from him yeah. when he was in the Cinema. It was days. great, but in those days, the, the films used to be delivered in big cans, mm-hmm. massive, massive cans. They'd come, and as I say, it would. Uh, but I just remember, I mean. 
I don't expect they're allowed to do it now. His little head would come out the window. Where's the key, Sean? Let yourself in. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, that was good times good, good. there. Yeah, so the film is that... What was that? I've forgotten our friend's name already. Tra- Nicola. 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 I should remember that. Sorry, no, Tracy Nicola. was last week. Tracy was last week. <laughs> Nicola. Yeah, but that, uh, yeah, I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen them Exorcist, all too. Exorcist, Saturday Night Fever, Grease. It's funny, The Exorcist. Good mixture. When I saw it, I didn't see it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um when I saw it I laughed I thought it was really funny <laughs> I, I, I thought oh, just, I think I saw it in the afternoon and, the, and a double bill was something and I was like oh, what a laugh I was, the bed's going and I, was, I, was, I thought it was comedy but I've, I've seen it since and it's actually not not a bad film I don't no. think really I it's, saw it it's better than I thought I've seen days. it in the second one mm-hmm. was that a cast as a video nasty at one no I don't think no, the Exorcist I was think it ever got banned. no that one no. didn't get banned but I definitely saw it in early days of video when we watched it but I remember it, it, it affected my sister as well my sister went a bit loopy after after the same thing she kept hearing noises in the, the loft noises. and all that and she's going oh, I can hear them noises in the loft and all that sort of thing so yeah that's not bad and, yeah. Yeah. yeah the head turning bit is just like when you yeah I think it's been parodied quite a lot hasn't it yeah, so it has when been, you yeah. see the original thing you think really but yeah. it is creepy it is still I creepy I think it was I think it was the, the scariest bit was before she went they, they put all the makeup on when yeah, the bit yeah. when she's just getting gradually gradually worse and that psychiatrist comes doesn't he and says uh you know, well, who are you like that? And she, I think she says, "Oh, Captain Howdy." Or so, you know, who's Captain Howdy? And that was all. It got really creepy then. Yeah. And then once the makeup come on and the things were flying about, and yeah, it's when it she's like sick and when yeah. she's is, is yeah. that is that when the voice changes when she says Captain Howdy or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or she goes, "No, yeah," because she's there and they're talking and she's just sort of talking normally like that. And he goes, "Oh, you know, who are who's Captain Howdy? Who are you?" And she goes, "I'm the devil." like that and it's like uh, yeah 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 that was that was quite a creepy yeah. yeah that's 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 the bit that i think was for me was more scary but with the you know head turning and that and the jumping around <laughs> i thought it was quite funny well you see that i figure that that's actually a good way of getting kids to not watch films that they're not old because she says that she that after watching because nicholas says that after watching the film she just went okay that's it i'm not watching any film mm. until I'm, until they say i'm old enough to watch yeah. it so that's what we have doing it like a kid wants to watch something show them something that just creeps the life out and of they'll, them they'll, they won't want to see it again i'm like you see that's why isn't it? yeah that's why it's got exit yeah they've got old. ages on them yeah because they have and, and had does impact on people some things they see stays with them yeah creeps yeah. them out yeah i don't actually think i've ever watched the exorcist all the way through we had the, we, it was one of the things we had the video and uh, at home in nigeria and other people would watch it and we because this is when we were about seven or something like we would walk come in watch a bit of the film and go, ah, and leg it. <laughs> <laughs> and they will come back in and be like, what's she doing now? Ah, and leg it. <laughs> and we never liked the fact that in the end, like the priests didn't win. So, yes, yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're kind That's of like... That's not one of the go team film, is it? For yeah, the yeah, because around that time, a lot of the horror movies, the, the good guy was always the priest and it was always the priest who would cast something out or something like that. Yeah. And in this one, it was like, the priest doesn't win. And we were like, wait, what the heck kind of film is this? <laughs> and so we so we just didn't want to watch it, but uh, yeah, and um, Saturday, I mean, yeah, Saturday Night Fever. I was just going to say that's a that's quite a good. There's two versions yeah. of that, isn't there? There's a there's an 18 rated version and a yes, a younger but, one. Yeah, I think yeah. originally it was cl- quite it was an a, adult it went, film. When when it first came out, I remember it was it was classed as an X. It was it. Yeah, because yeah, I know 18. I didn't see it because I wasn't allowed to see it because it came out at a similar time to Greece. I mean, yeah. Saturday Night Fever came out first, but then when. John Travolta became like the hottest thing they, on the they, planet. They cut out a few scenes. There was they like a few. They released it for younger audiences because yeah, yeah. yeah, none of the people who'd seen Greece were allowed to see it. No. Yeah, well, the, the funny thing is that I remember when I finally got round to watching Saturday Night Fever because it's the kind of film that I think a lot of people might think they've seen, 
but they yeah. just know about the white suit that John Travolta wears, yeah. and they know Dance, about the songs, the and they know about the dance. They know about the points, point to the sky, point to your leg, point to the sky. <laughs> they know about the dance. Yeah. But the, but it's the only thing about you haven't actually seen the film. And when I saw the film, I was actually quite shocked at how adult it is and how you might have seen the the ad, more adult version well, no, because yeah. if but, it did, was was the bit in the car in it. Yeah, there was a bit. Yeah, in the but car. so that would that yeah. was the that was the. But I'm, I'm thinking the, even the storyline. It's it's like it's not like all happy go lucky. No. It's not. No, it's, no, no. It's like the, this Tony Manero. It's it's all about a guy who really doesn't have anything in his life. Yeah, yeah except <laughs> for dancing on a Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. Mm. A Saturday night is his release, and that's what mm. the film is about. And I was I didn't expect that at all. No. I, I think for ages I thought it was a musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that and is the. Disco I, now has I, I, I think that was a difference. Thing. But it was quite edgy at the time. It yeah. was regarded as being like an ed- more well, edgy. It was over disco or um, punk rock. Really. Yeah, punk rock. So I mean, it was a, uh, you know, but I mean, I liked them both. I was, <laughs> I, was a, I was a bit of both. I mean, I could see. This is what can. I yeah, with you the. Can. I mean, one thing I find is really difficult. Like you get these tribes and like all oh, that music is just all there is. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. for me, and, and and I've always been the same. I like everything, yeah. all, all, all genres of music. You know, I like a few tracks from there. There's some that I don't particularly like, you know, all the time. But there is, isn't there? There's bits yeah, from yeah, everything. Yeah. You can't just dismiss. Yeah. Because you're for something, doesn't so mean you have yeah. to be against everything yeah. else. I, I, I mean, I love punk yeah. rock music, but yeah, there's a few disco tracks. that. Are, yeah, I think, you know. there's, I think there's good stuff and bad stuff in every genre. There is, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. You've got to be better. Mix it on, up. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, a film called Detroit Rock City. You've mentioned it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd like that because it's all about the whole disco rock and roll fight. Is it? Oh, yeah, right. it really, really yeah. is. Okay, oh, thank you so much for that, Nicola. Thank you so much. Um, I'll pop around in a second and give you a little something to say thank you for for being on our show. And But now we go to the section of the show where we talk about a hidden gem. So this is a film that we... That sometimes people write in and tell us, oh, how about this film? Try, try this film out. But this time around, Sharon's picked it and she's picked a film that she thinks great, brilliant, no people have seen it. Sharon, what have you picked? I'm picking a 1979 film which does link in with that disco groove because it has got a bit of a disco groove going through it, but it has that edge. And I'm talking about The Warriors. The Warriors! Good okay. choice, Sharon. As I, was, I was just saying earlier, it's funny, it should have yeah. been the other way. We've well, chosen no, each just, other's we've films. We've chosen yeah. each other's films. Well, you know, that, that, that's good, though. That's good. Just shows you that you've got to have the. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like what we're saying about genres. Because, yeah. I was, because for ages, when I looked at the list of films that we were going to talk about and we chose, and I saw The Warriors, I just assumed that you chose this, Sean. And I was like, Sharon, what the. Mm, okay. <laughs> like, so. Tell us, Sharon, what is the film about? The film is about, it's set at some point in the future. It doesn't say exactly what year it's set, but it definitely has that late 70s vibe. But we know it's not in like our real time, so it's got that element of fantasy to it. And it's, there's a gang, Conclave, has been called by the, the head of the biggest gang in New York. His name is Cyrus. And he calls nine members of every big gang in New York together to meet up. And he basically calls them together to say, if we stopped fighting each other and united we have enough gang members between us to take over the city we can take over the city yeah and during this meeting cyrus is shot and one of the bad gang members who is part of the shooting says the warriors did it it's the warriors yeah and then from that point on the lead the gang that cyrus was leading called the riffs they put the word out across the city that anyone who sees the warriors he wants them to bring the warriors to him yeah and then it becomes basically an elongated chase movie that these warriors have to go from 
the Bronx, where this meeting is held, back to their home territory in Brooklyn, which if you're like me, you don't know New York very well, it is miles and hours it is, of travelling away. It is loads of loads. It's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's basically the opposite si- sides of the city. So. It, it would be like um, trying to get from the island to probably Winchester. Yeah. So you are, yeah. yeah, and every every gang in the city is looking out for you, and they've got their their colours on, so they've got their waistcoats with the warriors emblazoned on the back, and they, yeah, so they then every gang in the city is out to get them, and they have the local DJ, who sort of sort of taunts them every now and then, who's yeah. contacted and said, look, you know, this song's for you boys, and it's like there's nowhere to run to, baby, nowhere to hide, <laughs> is then played on the radio. And then you have these sort of vignettes across as they travel where they meet these rival gangs who try to take them out. And then they do get picked off one by one. Different things happen to different gang members before they finally get back to where they're headed for, which is Coney Island in near Brooklyn. Can I test you on a little yeah. quiz or not? You can quiz me. Oh, right, I'll quiz you. So what gangs do they fight as they go, as they start off? They so meet... They get, the, chased, the, uh, they get chased by the... Turnbull ACs and who? The Turnbull ACs, they all wear dungarees. Yeah. Then they meet they? the baseball furies mm-hmm. who are wearing like white baseball suits and they've got kiss face paint on yeah, their faces. Yeah, yeah. So don't, got, don't they meet the orphans really, first? They meet the orphans, yeah. They're the first ones. They're <laughs> you the can first come ones they meet. If you take off your colours. <laughs> they've got, yeah, like, yeah. Just, like camouflage yeah. t shirts on. Yeah, so I, they I, come across the Lizzie's, which is a girl gang. Mm-hmm. And they also. I've just written some of these names down as I'm coming across them. Yeah, they do encounter these different ones. The yeah, the baseball furies are the yeah the ones that look like Kiss wearing pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah. You got these. <laughs> well, they actually they actually they actually wearing New York Yankees um, <laughs> uniforms. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anybody's. I love, I love the bit where they just walk up and grab all the bats, don't they? And oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got these, the Lizzies, the girl gang, yeah, who yeah. they think, oh yeah, we've got somewhere to rest. All these nice girls are going to look after us. It's like big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because, Go fight. Because essentially, the uh, part of part of the thing is that the the warriors are going across New York, not knowing that they have been that everybody thinks they killed Cyrus. Yeah, so there's this hit out on them. Yeah. That, which is the only excuse for for the bit where they see the lizards and they're like, yeah, how's it going, girl? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only excuse because if not, I'm like, you guys are idiots. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna try. You shot Cyrus. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, and I think it's like you know because they they do refer to Cyrus. And I, I think I, I don't even know who plays Cyrus because this is a film I just saw earlier today. I don't even know who plays Cyrus, but he's on screen for a very short amount of time. Yeah. But he makes a heck of an impact. He does. It's like the, can <laughs> you dig <laughs> it? Can you dig it? He's, he's got a great voice. Can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's when he picks out all the gangs, isn't it? And he says, look what we have here. Yeah. We've got the Turnbull ACs next to the... the just goes from all the yeah, high hats, yeah. doesn't he? And, it's, and they're all sort of watching. And yeah, they're all in great. their different their colours, You've got me all excited they? now, Sharon. Some of, them, <laughs> this film, but some of the gangs, you think, they're, they're uniquely 70s gangs. The ones that are like, they're mimes. They've got like the white face makeup. Yeah, the and top got, like, high like, hats, they're called. The high hats. Yeah. And others that they just come along wearing, I don't know, like dungarees. You think? Well, yeah, the yeah, dungarees the, are not hard, they're, mate. They're, they're the punks, those ones. Yeah, the, the punks. Ones that that's the other that gang mean, punks. That's the last one. That's the last one. Yeah, the guys who dress like Dexie's Midnight Runners. Yeah, the term. Well, ACs are a bit like um, they're like skinheads, aren't they? With yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They're the ones who chase them. Stuff, yeah. They chase yeah. them down with the. They yeah. look mean. Yeah. Now they look. They look like mean. proper gangs. They, yeah. they look like something of Mad Max. They do, yeah. yeah but, and and I, some I, of them all have like stripy shirts on, and some of them look like Leo Sayer. And you think <laughs> you really? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> took my pants <dancing. laughs> 
they do, don't they? <laughs> but uh, they do, they do. Uh, okay, now this is a film, I mean, and I think the opening sequence of this film essentially introduces you to this whole idea because you see the warriors and they have these head to heads, and you find you meet, you get yeah. the characters of every one member. You, you, you of the see gang. all these different ga- characters, and you see like it starts off on Coney Island, and you see like the the head of the of the warriors going, okay, we're going to go down to the we're going to go down to the Bronx, and that, but people are like nine guys, no weapons. Yeah, yeah. and people are like what. I've never been there before because they also like stay in their little air yeah. glaze and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we, we, what are we going to go all the way over there for? There's a bit of me that kept thinking that this film should really have been called The Gangs of New York. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Because, because, it, because it's, it really does give you this whole sense of like New York and different areas yeah. and how these different gangs did And the fact that they had, that, that when they, sh- they have the bit at the beginning where they're showing all the different gangs who do look like, ru- and it's it seems like, okay Walter Hill who directed it it seems like he was doing something I'm not sure whether he noticed it but it seemed almost as if this was like a commentary on the 70s moving into the 80s yes because yeah. some of them are dressed very much like as I said there's, there's a band there's a grand gang that's dressed like the Dexys Midnight Runners yeah. and there's a band that's dressed like Kiss oh there's a gang that's dressed like Kiss and there's a gang that looks like you know the Temptations or something <laughs> like that and then there's another gang that looks like you know what the new romantics ended up being in the 80s like you know your adam ants and all that kind of stuff and it yeah. seems like it was just kind of like almost a commentary on the way these different people dressed yeah. and, and fact, the gramercy riffs where they, they look to me like they're like extras from like a, J, a bruce lee film they yeah. have like these kimono yeah. type things on when they're the gangs in the background all had like orange yeah. like geese on and you think yeah. you look they, like they, a bruce lee the like, extras i just said me and my mates we used to do this all the time yeah. who are the warriors <laughs> i want all the Warriors. I want them alive, if possible, if not wasted. Yeah. <laughs> but I want them. Yeah, that, that, the word. No, that guy has a heck of a lot of presence. Really, really yeah, presence. Yeah, he has a heck awesome. of a lot. He just uh, with the aviators on yep. the whole time yeah. and all that, and yeah. it's and it's just cool. And obviously, then that. But it, it the film just has a lot of iconic bits. Yeah, oh, and it's got a good you. pace though. It keeps you moving, so you are there all the time. Because even the quiet moments when they have these times to talk to each other, mm-hmm. it doesn't slack that pace. You know, there's always this element of risk or danger is yeah. not far away. Because. I, I could practically the whole film. I could practically do the whole no, is, uh, the whole is, screenplay. I, I could. I'm sure you could Rob, because <laughs> when I was watching, I know it's directed by Walter Hill. But all the while I was watching this film, I was thinking this feels like a John Carpenter film. Yeah. Yes, it feels like a that John Escape Carp- from New York type thing. Yeah, Escape it? from New York, vibe. Assault on Precinct 13. I was yeah. like, this feels like a John Carpenter film. And I'm, and when I was thinking, I think Walter Hill and Walter Hill is probably like what John Carpenter's less celebrated twin twin mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah he's done we we said earlier about 48, 48 hours, hours didn't we and yeah yeah, yeah. Done. and he's done a lot of producing as well oh yeah oh oh prometheus you produced yeah okay let's let's have a, a bit of, little bit of a quiz for you a little bit of oh, a quiz dear. for you okay, okay so walter hill directed 48 hours and um the warriors which actor shows up in both films and has exactly the same character name hmm Oh, that's a good one. So shows up in forty-eight hours. Shows and up in forty-eight. He shows up in forty-eight hours and or shows up in Warriors and has exactly the same character name. I mm. don't know. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the um, the ah the leader of the rogues. The Warriors. That guy. That is one. It? Yeah, it's yeah. him. Warriors, I'll try. His name will come. Yeah. His name will come in a minute. I see him. Yeah, because he's quite a like. He's in yeah, the rogues. He's, ca- he's the head of the rogues. Yeah, he's the yeah, head of the. He's rogues. the head of rogues. Come on, Shawnee. Think about it. <laughs> well, you want the name? I'll be there for. Yeah, the actor's name. I can't think, but I, I do know because it's a it's a three-barreled name. 
yeah. David something Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's well, David Patrick Kelly. David played, Patrick Kelly. In yeah. both of them, he plays a character called Luther. 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 So, which makes you think that maybe the one in 48 hours is just the grown up version of the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he was very similar, wasn't he, when you think about it? That's yeah. a good good question. But with another link with the whole Saturday Night Fever thing, because I thought the disco vibe, but the one of the lead actors, Michael Beck, he has a bit of a. A Bee Gees type look about him, doesn't he? He He's does. Got that, he does. He yeah. looks like the, the, the good-looking. He was a good-looking. It was yeah, Andy Gibb, wasn't it? He it's Swan. Yeah, he has a look of him about sort of Andy Gibb. Lighten up, Ajax. Swan's war chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and James Remar, of course, was Ajax. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just been in so many yeah. cult yeah. films, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing I also think about that uh, is the fact that the Warriors are one of the gangs that, that is very obvious that the Warriors are mixed race. Yeah. Yes. In that they seem to have, they have the white people, the yeah. black people, the Hispanic people. Yeah. They just like it's, and that seems to be a real big thing that they show you and they yeah. make sure that like, these guys are kind of like the new world yeah. coming together. Yeah. Because if you look at the, like the guys you said, I think they're called the beboppers, the ones in the... The ones know, who look like the temptations. Silk, yeah, the one, the ones with the like, sort of purple waistcoats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're called the beboppers. And, and yeah, they're... Um, they're yeah, beboppers. I was trying to think, <laughs> I'd lost my train of thought there. Yeah. What, was, what was you saying? They I was saying oh, yeah, yeah but they were all like Hispanics. And, there was all, and there's also a, a gang, I forget what they're called, like the Chinese one. They're on the train station. Oh, yeah, you just yeah, see them yeah, and they've yeah, got like yeah, the... Yeah. The little caps on, yeah, the and they, they, caps, all, yeah. they all dressed a bit like sort of Chinese communist Chinese. workers, and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, but I, and I think it's what we're seeing about the pace of the film. I think Walter Hill and John Carpenter shared this uh, in that mm. it's a lean film. There's like they don't have time for fat. Yeah, it's now an and a half. Yeah, yeah, now and a half in there out. They they do yeah. not have time for fat. They do not have time to sort of like put all these things in there. There's no, I mean, even though the, even though there is a little bit of like a possible love story in there. The, yeah. the way it's done, it's done very much as a, this is just happens in what we're doing. It's not going to get in the way of the, it's no. not going to get in the way of the chase. It's not going to get in the way of the story. And I, I just really, really love, I loved the fact that it's like, once I saw it was an hour and a half, I was like, okay, this should be good. Yeah. And then as it was going, I was like, this is just lean. This yeah. is yeah. just there's lean. Some good, there are some mean, great scenes in it. Yeah, but yeah, nothing's, there's no, no unnecessary padding. It's just all there. Mm-hmm. But there's a great scene, isn't it, where they're sat on the, the subway and there's this group in there, sort of like their sun, Saturday night best. Mm-hmm. They're the girls, yeah. their fully dresses and the boys and their wives. Oh, yeah, they just come back from like a prom or something. They come to prom and then you see them staring across at the aisles <laughs> at these these grubby, you know, gang people. <laughs> who've, who've been like fighting their way across yeah. New York yeah. all night. And, and just, you can see them sort of staring at each other and they're, well, the boys thinking, oh my goodness, don't, yeah, please. <laughs> Did you have a favourite one, favourite character? It probably would have been Swan because she was a good looking one. Ah. Uh, have you got a favourite? Uh, I think it'll have to be the the new leader of the Gramercy Riffs. Oh yeah, either that or Cyrus, because yeah. I, I just think they Cyrus were charismatic. Cyrus was just brilliant. He was like, "Can you count? Because if you count, you can own the future." <laughs> you looked just... a bit. You had the features then, <laughs> Cyrus. That, that was. Yeah. That, I think there's a steal, and you look like yeah, it could have been. Put you in a quilted jacket, and you would have been yeah. there. Oh, so that's what I'm going to go to Gramercy in New York, and I'm going to I'm going to go to the I'm going to own do, it. Yeah, I'm going to call all the gangs together. <laughs> We're going to run the place. <laughs> but um, okay, we've heard Sharon, we've heard Sharon singing it a couple of times, and this is one of the bits where I quite like where they've just put the put the word out, and they have this radio show, which I think is quite. Um, pertinent for us a radio show where the the woman on the radio show essentially tells everybody this is what's going to happen go get the warriors and Sharon has been singing it and we have this from that Sharon did you want to say something quickly just before we play this no what no I'll say, say it afterwards say? oh right can you not say what she says before okay. no okay I won't do it oh we don't need to alright now for all you bumpers out there in the big city 
all you street people with an ear for the action, I've been asked to relay a request from the Gramercy Ritz. It's a special for the Warriors. That's that real live bunch from Coney. And I do mean the Warriors. Here's a hit with them in mind. Classy is that? <laughs> that is that is dude, that is really really classy. We have got our groove on tonight. Yeah. Oh no, totally, yeah, totally like a yeah, funkiest show ever. <laughs> so and so a couple of days ago, Sharon, you actually sent something to our they don't make them like they used to Facebook page, which was something that was happening in another film related thread. Yeah. In which a friend of yours, Tim. So that's Tim. What's his name? Tim. Company. Who? Tim Company. Tim Company. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Tim, this is what you said. You said Sharon. It was a massive cult hit when I was a teenager. I think we all thought the American gangs were cool in those days. All of us picked a character from the film we wanted to be. It felt like what Sean was just yeah. saying. <laughs> uh, the way they were mistaken for the gang that had killed the peacemaker Cyrus, and they had to fight their way across the city back to the safety of Coley Island. You have to remember I was only 14. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's so like... Uh, it, uh, but I think it really does capture that whole sense of when yeah, you're a just... kid of, I've got my gang, I've got my boys with me, all that kind of stuff. But... Yeah, I, I loved it. Walter Hill. Yeah, uh, I think. Film. Yeah, yeah. I think I would watch almost anything he, because I know there was a film he made with Bruce Willis in it called Last Man Standing. Yes, he did. Which was a pretty much a remake of I think Your Jimbo. Your Jimbo. And yeah, Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, playing people off against each other, mm. and it was and people and I remember watching that film and liking it because it just got to the point. <laughs> It yeah. got to the point. People said, oh, there's all this shooting and action and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but it just gets to the point and gets on with it. Right away, yeah. <laughs> just gets on with it straight away. So, yeah, I, I'm a real, real big fan of Walter Hill. So, The Warriors. Thank you, Sharon. Uh, Sharon and Sean doing a switcheroo week. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> more of this. More of this. And now we get to a section of the show, which we call... Um, what do we call it? I Love Movies. Yeah, that's it. And this is where we talk about island movies. Now, we either talk about films that were filmed on the island or films that were or films that have islands in them or have like island as a massive theme in, in them. Now, for a couple of weeks, each time we've done this, we've always spoken about films that were like, you know, made about islands. And now it's time to bring it back to a film that was actually made on the island. Now, what film you might be asking is this? I'm going to play a little bit of music that should clue you in to what film we're talking about. Well, wait. Now, those of you who are clued in and in the know would have realized that as the theme song for the TV show Bottom, starring Rick Mayle and Aid Edmondson. Now, you might also know that they made a film called Guest House Paradiso, which was 
pretty much kind of made to be like the film version of Bottom and was filmed in areas, I think around Sandown and Shanklin. Sandown, Shanklin, yeah. yeah. Because the whole idea is that they are the, they run this B&B, the they, run, they run a beachside B&B. <laughs> and it's the, the, then they have uh, some French actress who shows up who's played by a lady who was at that time famous for being in a Renault Clio commercial. And they hit each other with pans. It's <laughs> so yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, radioactive fish. And yeah, they, they had a radioactive <laughs> fish and then this guy eats it and then he throws it. But he has this massive vomit ball that rolls down a corridor a la Indiana Jones. <laughs> and, and then the whole, in the end, the place explodes. because. So essentially, the point is, okay, this was filmed on the island. And so we had Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson on the island filming Yay. over. Yay, that was great. And that's about where it stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because as much as as I think Bottom was a bit of like you know was comedy genius, it didn't translate to the film. No, it didn't. Some no. things they just can't stretch <laughs> them that long. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. And it was like they tried to put the story around it, and it just was kind of like a little bit embarrassing, and it didn't quite it, work. It didn't work. I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've really only seen. I've never really seen it. The whole. I've just sort of seen bits of it and clips of it. I've not mm-hmm. actually I'm seen. I'm the same. The I think film. a little goes a long way. Yeah. With that sort yeah. of humour. <laughs> And I think to see sit through an hour and a half or more of it, you think I just couldn't do it. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even. I think. I think the bits of the that were a bit like the TV show because the TV show was essentially all about slapstick, and it was kind of a re- yeah. to return to just straight up slapstick, hitting each other, falling over, pratfalls. That's actually not that big a part of the film. It's the it's the fact that they tried to pad it out by adding all this other stuff around it and all that kind of. And I think it's because I think probably in, in bottom, the hitting. You, you didn't have enough time to see the characters of the, the two people who, quite frankly, get really annoying very, very quickly. So because they would do something and then they'll get hit for it in the face of the frying pan and they'll be like, yeah, great, brilliant, yeah, they shut him up. But in the film, there was more of them talking and more of them just being their characters. And that's I, I find that really annoying. I, yeah. I, just, I just find that really annoying. You have to get, find something to identify with or get behind or... Do something other than frying pan hey, in the face. We might recognise mm. a, a. If you look out the window, we might see something we know. <laughs> You've got to have more than that. To... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was probably just because they were popular at the time. You know, yeah. it was it was a, a big thing at the I time. They tried they to cash in on it, it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah, when they were filming it. it. Yeah. I didn't actually go out there and have a look. I'm not into that much into looking it. But I do remember they being in that counter press. You know, oh, filming it <laughs> different places. Yeah, they, they say that. I'll tell it's you what, I know it wasn't press, filmed it on, doesn't the, happen on, on the island, island but one that I did think <laughs> that, that transferred pretty well to, well, I enjoyed it, I went to see it, expecting it not to be, was the Harry Hill movie, Harry Hill oh, movie. Oh, have yeah. you seen that? No, I have not seen that. Yeah, that was uh, had me in hysterics, actually. <laughs> and, you know, it was, I thought it was going to be not that good, but it did have me in hysterics, <laughs> so maybe I'll choose that. Yeah, as a, yeah because there's, as a long, there's a long history of, British TV shows, British yeah. sitcoms transferring into into movies. Yeah, they did it a yeah, lot on the buses. Yeah, uh, yeah they did it on the buses. Only Fools and Horses. They've done yep. the films. Yeah, I was trying to think. There's another one that came into my head and disappeared again. Porridge. Oh no, Porridge. Porridge. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did Porridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did a lot, didn't they? And they, wow. Oh, and now served? they're doing Dad's they Army, aren't film. they? Yeah, Dad's, Dad's Army's, Army's have another. Have, have, I've seen the trailer for that. Have you? Has that? And I haven't seen the trailer for that yet. I'm I'm not entirely convinced no. yet. I think they've done well with the casting on Dad's Army. Yeah. Dad's Army could be, I think... I don't even know the cast. Yeah. Toby Jones is Captain Mannering. Right. Bill Nye is Sergeant Wilson. You've got... Michael Gambon is... The old Godfrey. one. Godfrey. <laughs> You've got... 
I'll find out. The, the tall guy from In Between Us is Pike. Oh, right. And and speaking about that, the In Between Us, that's one I think they actually did a very good job in transferring that into a film. Yeah. In that because usually whenever they do a British sitcom to a TV to a film, it's kind of like, oh, we're gonna go on holiday, and yeah. then when yes. you go on holiday, that's 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 like the that's the holiday on the buses. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, it's it's going on holiday yeah. or like a Del Boy and Rodney take a take a trip to Brighton or something, and it's. But but with in between us, it actually worked. It actually worked because of who they were and how they yeah. went. And I, I, I thought I haven't seen the second one, but I thought the first one, that was a brilliant transfer from a t- from a British sitcom to yeah. a movie. I I think the first one's really good. The second one, I'm not so. Some people loved it, especially mm-hmm. youngsters like my daughter and and that yeah. crowd thought it was absolutely hilarious. But I didn't think it was as good as. I the haven't first seen one. them because I haven't seen the program. Ah. I haven't watched you, much you, of the program. You don't have to. You, watch you, the you actually really don't it have is, to. It's like a standalone film. Standalone. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is quite. I was going to think Kevin and Perry Golard was transferred from the Harry Enfield show. Yeah, but that was more like a film. sketch. It wasn't yeah. really a sitcom. Uh, no, they were sketch. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the characters never really Hello, did Mrs. anything. Hello, Mrs. Patterson. That was quite a funny film, actually. Uh, Kevin and Perry. All I want to do. Is that all I want to do is do it. Big up, big up. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So, um, Isle of Movies of Guesthouse Paradiso. Guesthouse Paradiso. Guest House Paradiso. We cannot argue the. We cannot argue with the fact that it was made, and yeah. it was on the island. <laughs> and what I was saying earlier about the link to it was the fact that Cinema Paradiso. I remember reading uh, reading uh, something in Empire Magazine once, and it was a letter that people someone had written in. And they, you know, they usually do the list of like, the greatest film of all time. And yep. they'd given Cinema Paradiso five stars. And this guy wrote in a letter and he was kind of like, you know, I always think that you were a very, very good um, publication. I thought that I expected your views and all that kind of stuff. And then you you recommended Cinema Paradiso to me. And I thought, oh, five stars, this must be good. Empire says it's good. So I went to watch it and I can't believe it. An hour and a half of two idiots hitting themselves with fry pans. <laughs> <laughs> they went to see, uh, they picked the wrong one. It's like, it's like, it's like what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> So yeah, but no, but having said that, cinema. Oh, cinema Paradiso. Oh, that's that's got to be that has got to be on our list at some point. I think we've done it. Oh no, no, there has to be an exception, haven't we? We've done it as an exception, I'm sure. If we if we haven't, then we will do that. That's the next one. We've got to cinema Paradiso because that's an amazing film. Oh, that's amazing. Terrific, terrific. You seen it, Sharon? No. Oh, I confess I've not seen it. I have to see it before that show. Absolutely, it is brilliant. It is. I do like, especially if you like movies. Language, no. Foreign I don't language. like foreign language films. It sounds oh. a bit patronising, but I do like you know films from other cultures and other so backgrounds cool. and other things. So, such a good movie. It's I like a, to it's explore like other it, things. It, it, it's a brilliant it, film. It is. It's a brilliant film. And that yeah. really reminds me of like the edit, you know, like when oh yeah, the editing and splicing and the bit. Oh, that the bit at the end, but yeah, never mind. We won't. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Totally spoiler. We can't talk about it. We'd, we'd, we'd do that another time yes okay so we're out of time Nicola once again thank you for joining us today until then until next week take it easy listen to your doctors get home watch some movies and remember that as always they don't they make, make them, them like, like they, they used, used to, to.